Happy Hour is presented by Truly Hard Seltzer. Please drink responsibly. Pardon the interruption, but I'm Mike Wilbon. Sean Payton did not back up his bluster, Tony. Anybody in sports have a worse weekend? I'm Tony Kornheiser. Bill Belichick? Hmm. Clayton Kershaw? Maybe. Baltimore Orioles? Ooh. Mario Cristobal? Ooh. There's a lot of candidates yeah, out there. Yeah, there are quite a few. A lot of candidates. Sean Payton, yeah. though. Sean Payton, a lot of mouth. A lot of mouth. And, you know, have some dignity at some point. Welcome to PTI, boys and girls. In today's episode, Sean Payton loses. Bill Belichick gets blown out, and three favorites are struggling in the baseball playoffs. But we begin today with San Francisco 49ers absolutely humbling the Dallas Cowboys last night, 42-10. to Dallas has now lost two of its last three games to Arizona and San Francisco by a combined score of 70-26. to The 49ers remain unbeaten. They've scored at least 30 points in every game. Well, on does this result... Tell you more about the team that won or the team that lost. Well, Tony, it ought to tell us more about the team that won. It ought to tell us more about the 49ers and their quarterback, who has never lost a game as a professional starter. I, right. You know, I mean, it should tell us more about them because they're the best team. They're the best team in the National Football League. Philly can make an argument. But what it's going to do, because the Dallas Cowboys are so overstated, overrated, overstated everything about them from the time these stupid camps open in July because they spend so much time on every network, particularly this one, talking about the Dallas Cowboys. It tells us more the loss does about the Cowboys because they were pathetic. They got beaten every way possible. They were outcoached. They were beaten along both lines, and we're told how important that is. The quarterback, Dak Prescott, who I tend to root for, so much is made of him. Again, overrated, overstated, overly blamed when stuff happens. And now you just have a rush to scream more about the Cowboys. But you know what, Tony? They're not, they don't look like a serious contender. Twice this season they've lost. And my conclusion is, can we just set them over here? Can we get to the teams that are serious contenders, starting with the Niners and Eagles? The Cowboys are not in play. Yeah, so I will dismiss them fairly quickly. They are pretenders. They are probably good enough to make the playoffs. But there's a statistic that is so telling. Since Trayvon Diggs went out, they were, they were first in pass defense. They're now 30th. That's Amazing. a very short yeah. amount of time to tumble like that. And Dak Prescott, as you talked about, he's okay. But he's just okay. Right. He had three interceptions. He only threw for 153 yards. I mean... So it is about the 49ers. Last year, I thought they were a Super Bowl team, and I think they would have been in the Super Bowl if Brock Purdy didn't get hurt. Apparently. This year, I think they'll be in the Super Bowl. Philadelphia and San Francisco are the most formidable teams in the entire NFL, and what separates them, Mike, is point differential. This is a pretty interesting number. Philadelphia's been great. They're plus 37. The Niners are plus 99. Nobody is close to them. Trashing people. Mike, I, I think... I think neither of these teams is going to go undefeated. I think they'll lose one or two games to an opponent and you'll go, really? But I think both Philadelphia and San Francisco will win their big games. And San Francisco, through five games, this is all you have to know, through five games, Mike, they have allowed the least amount of points and scored the second most. Yeah. They're a dominating team. They, 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 Tony, and we're talking about an offensive coach with discipline. He does not seem to have to go out there and want to show off every Sunday. He, he, he's, right. he's happy to do what's best for his team. Uh, That's right. Damn, man, they're, they're really, really good. 
It was a sorry Sunday at the other end of the spectrum for Sean Payton and Bill Belichick. Payton's Broncos lost to the Jets, and their offensive coordinator, Nathaniel Hackett, the man Payton, trashed in the offseason. And after getting blown out by the Cowboys last week, Belichick's Patriots got shut out by the Saints, 34-0. Tony, which coach had the more embarrassing loss, Payton or Belichick? So I think this is a very easy answer, and I say this knowing that Bill Belichick had suffered his second worst loss ever yesterday, that 34-0 to the Saints, a very average team. The week before had his worst loss, and that was ironically to the Cowboys. 38-3, I believe, was that final score. And having said that, it's Sean Payton. Because of the opponent, Mike, because it was the Jets. Now, not only do the Jets stink, and they do stink, In their last three games, they had scored only 40 points total, 13 per. They put 31 on Denver on the road. But compounding this is the Nathaniel Hackett deal. That he's the offensive coordinator of the Jets. (laughs) That's the context. And he's the guy who coached Denver last year and who reaped the scorn of Sean Payton, who said that that his coaching job was among the worst in the history of the NFL. So who do you think the Jets gave the game ball to? They gave it to Nathaniel Hackett. Yeah, the, the, Tony, that was just, just sort of funny and strange to look at, and I agree with you. The more embarrassing loss was Sean Payton because of everything yes. you said and the context of Hackett and ripping Hackett. Yeah. But, yeah. Tony, I'm going to yeah. spend some time a little bit here talking about the more significant loss, the more important loss, the more important result here was Bill Belichick who then talked afterward and mumbled as he mumbles every, every game now and mumbles about starting over. Tony, I, I get it, and it's interesting to hear all the former Patriots on the air on various networks talk about starting over and what Belichick means, and he means what he says, and it's fine. He may mean it, but I don't expect anything to change. He can start over, and he may need to start over, Tony, but it looks over. It just looks over. They look yeah. forlorn. They, they didn't look with – I turned on – that game for a bit yesterday just to see what kind of energy they had, if they had any. They didn't seem to have much passion. They didn't seem to have anything going for them, any sort of mission or purpose. He can start over if he wants. They stink. They do. And to see Bill Belichick, the greatest coach ever, I would think, Uh, helpless, Tony. He looks helpless like this. Like he can't do anything about motivating these guys and changing their direction. I'm going to do something that I rarely do on this show. I'm going to agree with you 100%. Peyton's loss was more embarrassing, and Belichick's loss was more significant. They're 26 and 30 without Tom Brady. They're done, and he's done there. Yeah. There's not enough yeah. time to completely reboot no, and start isn't. completely over. The difference between the two of them is he has so many rings. Yes. What's happening now will not tarnish no. him in the way that Sean Payton could be tarnished by, this. by yeah. a disastrous yeah. season, yeah. right? All right, let's move to baseball. All three 100-win teams, Atlanta, the Dodgers, and Baltimore, are now winless in the playoffs. Baltimore is 0-2. They face elimination in their next game. Wilbon, which of these three teams are in real danger? Well, the Orioles are in the most danger because they're on the verge of elimination, Holmes. I mean, they could be going out of this. And I'm not going to say it's that big a shock, Tony. They're fairly new to this. The Braves and Dodgers are not. And so they're all in danger. I mean, it's interesting that it was the Twins who were able to bounce back and get the series 1-1 with the champs with Houston. So they, they yep. fought back successfully. And now 
The Dodgers and Braves are going to have to do that this evening, Tony. And I don't know that either will. Yes, they could even the series 1-1. They're, they're still in some trouble. And the Orioles, as we said, are on the brink. But going back yeah. for a bit, Tony, I, you know, look, the Dodgers and Clayton Kershaw. Clayton Kershaw is a first ballot Hall of Famer. And so let, let's, let's make, let me make that clear before I say what I'm going to say, which is Clayton Kershaw's postseason is not Hall of Fame worthy. His, just his postseason. It doesn't work like that. You go in on your whole body of work. But, Tony, his postseason is ordinary at best. He often has these troubles, but not like this game, not like game one. He'd never been quite lit up like that in the postseason. So, wow, the Dodgers and the Braves in serious trouble, but the O's in biggest trouble. First guy trouble. ever. Kershaw is the first guy ever, I was told today by Tim Kirchin, to give up five runs before recording an out wow. in the playoffs. Wow. Um, I still think the Dodgers have a chance because I like the way they hit. Right, I like yeah, Muncie, and I like Mookie Betts, and I like pitching. Freeman, and I like Martinez. They don't pitch. Baltimore is in the worst jeopardy at the moment because they have to win three in a row. The next two are at Texas. Texas is a good home team. I got the numbers right here, 50 and 31 at home. They're 4-0 in the playoffs so far. They're beating people 25-11, to 11, which is unbelievable in baseball. Crushing it. I mean, it's just such a wide margin in baseball. The Orioles' only shot to me is that they've been a very good road team, 52-29 and 29 on the road. But, Mike, I think we could agree it's unlikely that Bruce Bochy is going to lose three playoff games in a row. He's pretty good in the playoffs, and by pretty good, I mean he's got three World Series rings. <laughs> yeah. I, think, I think Atlanta is in more trouble than the Dodgers. That's just me. Um, I agree. I'm with you. The, the Philadelphia beat Spencer Strider, the best pitcher that Atlanta has. They beat him 3-0 in game one. They have a great everyday lineup. Their leadoff hitter had 47 home runs. And because baseball did a stupid thing in this regard, Not receding. Mike, they took a daily game oh, that. and yeah. gave too much yeah. berth yeah. in between yeah. games. Zach Wheeler and Aaron Nola are going to be on full By rest. The way, and I Tony, think that really benefits. Tony, you're always ripping the other sports. Let me hear you rip baseball. You take shots at the did. NBA. You throw, you know, did you you hear, no, whoa, you didn't whoa. take a shot just Hold. now. You I have a thing in my it. ear. Huh? Did I just say that they made a mistake that, no, by taking a you daily don't give the other league and that giving too latitude. wide a berth? I want to hear a cheap they, shot. They, I want to hear a cheap oh, shot. Oh, my. Huh? You're the king of cheap shots. <laughs> I, I, I kneel at your feet on cheap shots. Let's take a break. Coming up, did the Bills or the Ravens suffer the more surprising loss? And was everything in college football overshadowed by Miami's colossal blunder? Maybe Here's not the ever. thing. Phil, Philly beat Atlanta last year, right? They, they did. We just saw that. Year. And that team had won 101 games. Yeah. Philly may have their number. They may. Like they have it right now. Atlanta's got to get tonight. Pardon the interruption is presented by Truly Hard Seltzer. Please drink responsibly. Part of Happy Hour. Vivid Seats wants to get you to the games you love this spring. Experience every pitch, assist, and game-winning shot live and in person. And the best part? Each transaction is a step toward a free 11th ticket with Vivid Seats rewards. Score unbeatable perks like free tickets, surprise seat upgrades, and annual birthday deals. As the official ticketing partner of ESPN, Vivid Seats is offering you $20 off your first $200 ticket purchase with code PTI. That's code PTI. Visit vividseats.com or download the app today. Vivid Seats. Experience it live. 
PTI fans, listen up. Have you heard you can listen to episodes of this very show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with your Prime membership? That's right. All your favorite PTI episodes can be heard on Amazon Music ad-free. But that's not all. You can listen to other top podcasts like The Low Post and First Take ad-free as well. They also have your favorite shows like The Daily, Part of My Take, and Up First, all without ads. You know what this means uninterrupted listening so no more cliffhangers amazon music offers the most ad-free top podcasts so we know they definitely have something for you and it's already included in your prime membership to start listening download the amazon music app for free or go to amazon.com pti that's amazon.com pti to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads Welcome back to Pardon the Interruption, presented by Truly Hard Seltzer, part of Happy Hour. It's time to find out what's cooking with the commoners, so why don't I get the first one, Mike? More surprising loss, Bills or Ravens? Tony, the Ravens. Uh, you know, the Bills, it might have been something of a trap game. You know, they got to travel to Europe. They got to go to London. They, they didn't right. seem to handle that very well while Jacksonville's been sitting over there waiting for them. And Jacksonville is a pretty pretty good team. I mean, they had a weird loss in there, but, but they're a pretty good team. I, the, the, the Baltimore loss, I mean, Lamar Jackson, you and I texted about that. We were both stunned. Bad. That Lamar bad. Jackson was that bad, bad in the clutch. Yeah. Where he's been oh. great for years already. He's been an MVP. We've seen it. And you expect him to come through. You expect some combination of him and Tucker. And they made the Steelers look like the Steel Curtain Steelers. So I'm going to say Baltimore and Lamar Jackson shocked me. Um, I-, I was not surprised at all, as you know, that Jacksonville beat right. Buffalo for right. the reasons that you're saying. Jacksonville was in London for two weeks, yeah. playing two games, had completely acclimated to the time change. Buffalo, I believe, got there on a Friday, played on a Sunday, and their body clocks were 9.30 in the morning. And they had just come out of a very important AFC game. Huge they game beat with Miami, Miami yeah. badly. And Miami had been killing everybody. Now, I got to honestly say as well, I'm not that surprised that the Steelers beat Baltimore, because that's a fierce rivalry. My yeah, guess is the way, rivalry. It's the way it went down. I, I understand. My surprise is about Lamar Jackson. Yes. My surprise is that in the, it, late in the game, he throws an interception in the end zone, which he can't do. He was sacked four times. He lost the game on a strip sack and a fumble. And his they paid him a lot of money. And he's been very good. But, Mike, he's only got 1,030 yards passing in five games. Uh, you know, he's got fewer touchdown passes than Mac Jones and Kenny Pickett. So, no, that was very surprising. They got to get turned. Baltimore's got to get moving, for real. And they haven't done that yet. There we go. Where are they? Bigger deal in college football. Oklahoma's win, Notre Dame's loss, or Miami's brain cramp? Uh, I've got a write-in candidate. And, you, you know, I, I had my own different sort of college football experience on Saturday watching Northwestern and Howard in yeah. Chicago and us eking out a victory over Howard, which was sort of nerve-wracking. But, Tony, that night, I got done with all of my homecoming festivities, all my tailgating and time to get home at around midnight, a little earlier, to watch Caleb Williams have statistically maybe the worst game of his last two years, 14-25, 219, 
a touchdown, but he ran for three. He made every play you need to make in overtime against a team that had done well against him defensively against Arizona in what passes for a while as a conference game. Caleb Williams yeah. was so great. The running, the decision-making, the passes he threw, keeping his team alive, even after their end of regulation was a disaster all the way around for USC. They won and stayed alive. Caleb Williams, the Heisman Trophy winner, was yeah. great again. So what I love about this show is that you have become a one-man public relations campaign for Caleb Williams Good. who doesn't need it, and I'm surprised yeah. you haven't mentioned Gonzaga High School, so I will mention Gonzaga High School. I'm glad you did. Thank and now you I will that. answer the question. Now I will answer the question. Oklahoma can beat Texas. Oklahoma beat Texas 100 times. They are ranked teams. They're undefeated teams. They're on a neutral site. Notre Dame lost to an undefeated team on the road. So neither the one of those is that big a deal. is Miami. Yeah. The answer is Miami. Yeah. All Miami has to do, pay attention, everybody, kneel down, win the Victory game. Formation. What kind of coaching is this? Kneel down, Win the game. Eagle Miami dream. can go out. This is a fireable offense, Mike. It's fireable. Miami can go out and get all the NIL money in the world as they do in Miami, and they can get all the five-star prospects in the world as they do in Miami. And if you're going to get coached by somebody who does not kneel down who refuses. to win the game. Refuses. It's unbelievable. Huh? Yeah, but that was a moment of stupidity. Caleb Williams was brilliant. You should have watched the game, except you were ready to get up to watch your Sunday games by the time that game out of Southern Cal and L.A. went off. He's your boy. Y'all love him. You watch and tell me about it. I do. It's 3 in the morning here. Enough email. Let's take one last break. Still to come, are Joe Burrow and the Bengals back on track? And how concerned should the Colts be about Anthony Richardson's shoulder? Okay, he's been hurt twice now. Yeah. He had a concussion once. Now he's got a shoulder. You gotta approach being a quarterback differently now. Maybe. Right? You gotta. Maybe. Maybe he can only play it one way. I don't know. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric E-Bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two. Electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S.com. 10 seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships, your skills, your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? <laughs> Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash network. Pardon the interruption is presented by Truly Hard Seltzer. Please drink responsibly. Part of happy hour. Happy time, people. Happy 53rd birthday, Annika Sorenstam. 
Her name is at or near the top of the list for greatest female golfer of all time. Sorenstam won 72 LPGA tournaments, 10 majors, and was named LPGA Tour Player of the Year eight times. When Lexi Thompson announced her intention to play this week in the PGA Shriners Children's Tournament, my thoughts turned to Sorenstam. She wasn't the first woman to play in a PGA Tour event, but she likely had the most attendant publicity surrounding it. It was a 2003 Colonial. Clearly, Sorenstam was anxious as she stepped to the first tee. No one could forget her smile and gesture of relief as she piped her drive. Sorenstam didn't make the cut, shooting 71-74, but finished tied for 96th among 111 entrants. Tony, it's impossible for anybody paying attention not to see how important Annika Sorenstam is to the industry of golf, the entire industry. And so I'd like to see at some point with no disrespect to Jay Monahan, Annika Sorensen be the czar, the commissioner of all of golf, all of it, the whole thing. Let her run it and make the important decisions because I bet she'd be great at it like she has been at everything else. Happy anniversary, Andrew Luck. On this day 13 years ago, USC defensive back Sharice Wright was about to return to Stanford fumble when Luck laid him out with oh. maybe the hardest oh. tackle ever delivered by a quarterback. The force of Luck's impact caused Wright to fumble himself. Luck was 6'4 and 240, and regularly extended plays by absorbing hits. He took so many that he retired at 29. Luck led Indianapolis to 11-5 records his first three seasons in the NFL, made three Pro Bowls, a lacerated kidney kept him out for much of the 2015 season, shoulder surgery kept him out all of 2017. In 2018, Luck was named Comeback Player of the Year, and then he was gone from the game. Luck is the leader in the clubhouse for the We Will Never Know How Good Award. Yeah, Tony, I mean, it's just, it's a bad thing for the league to not have this guy at the position that matters most where there's a dearth of great quarterbacks. I mean, Luck just turned 34. You think he'd have at least, with reasonable health, three or four more perhaps terrific seasons. So, eh, just hate the fact that Andrew Luck is not out there on Sundays. I was very surprised when he actually retired and never came back. I don't blame him. Happy trails to game one of the WNBA finals for the New York Liberty. The Las Vegas Aces dominated the second half of yesterday's game, turning a three-point halftime deficit into a 17-point win. The final margin is not unusual between these two teams, who played five times in the regular season with no game finishing closer than nine points. The Liberty won three of those five, and they'll now need to win three of the next four to take their first title while the Aces are trying to go back to back. Tony, I expect this series to get tighter. I mean, I know New York led at halftime yesterday. Asia Wilson just too good at both ends. But I expect New York to counter in some way, shape, or form. They're a great team as well. I don't want to see anything short about this series. I'd like to see more, as many games as possible. Just maybe they could play them a little faster. Schedule maker. Yeah, I don't want to. Yeah, I don't want to take a cheap shot. Schedule but to play maker. game one and Come game on. three. Come on. Opposite the NFL yeah. on Sunday. And then Wednesday. Is stupid. Come on. It's Get stupid. with it. Let's go to the big finish. Let's do it. Joe Burrow and the Bengals beat the Cardinals. He impressed with Jamar Chase. Tony, fifteen catches, three of them for touchdowns. A couple of the over-the-shoulder variety running full speed in the end zone. He's amazing. Colts quarterback Anthony Richardson has an injured shoulder. You're concerned, aren't you? Who do you think threw Jamar Chase the ball, by the way? Cause for concern. He had a concussion earlier in the year. He gets these injuries while running. He may have to change his style of play, or it's an Andrew Luck situation. 
Maybe. Vikings receiver Justin Jefferson hurt his right hamstring and lost to the Chiefs. Is that a big deal? I wouldn't want to see the Vikings rush him back out there Sunday in Soldier Field. Just saying. If you want to hold him out of one game, make sure he's okay. Lions crush the Panthers. Significant. No, that's not significant because the Panthers are terrible. Yeah. What is significant is it's the Lions are now 4-1. and one. It becomes clear that the Lions believe in themselves a lot more than everybody else looking, looking in after all these years. Last one, Monday Night Football, Packers and Raiders. Who you got? Oh, I got the clicker, and I'm probably going to baseball. Nah, we got Me drama too. set up for baseball tonight. We're out of time. We will try and do better the next time. Jake James, shout out. I'm Mike Wilbon. Same time tomorrow, knuckleheads. And now to get you set for Packers Raiders, here's Joe Buck and the Monday Night Countdown crew.